get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Glory to God. Anyway, in the first service, for those who were there, we started something talking about some powerful truths about Jesus. And we got to a stage. So, we'll be looking at some powerful truths about Jesus. I remember mentioning the first point as Jesus, the word made flesh. That's a powerful truth. You understand that, you appreciate him more. And then Jesus died for the sins of the world. And I state clearly that he didn't die for the sins of Christians. He died for the sins of the world. Meaning that he died for the sins of, of sinners. So Christians are results of his payments. We came only after he had died. You understand? Aha. Uh-huh. So that's why we say the person that Jesus died for is not actually a Christian. Is that sinner out there. But we are the fruits of redemption of that which he has achieved. We are the fruit. We are the results. Say hallelujah. And then we go to talking about Jesus on the cross. And um, how he was made sin for us. He was made sin for the whole world. In other words, Jesus took our place that we might have his place. What an exchange. It's called substitutionary work. He was our substitute on the cross. All that we could have been, he was for us. To the extent of being separated from God. So there was a separation between God and Jesus on the cross. Why? Because the sins of everyone in the world was on him. Our sins were on him. And God cannot behold sin. The Bible says he's too holy. Now listen. He was made sin for us. He himself became sin. The embodiment of sin. And sickness. Because you see, sin comes with consequences. And sickness is one of them. Failure and the rest. Diseases. So Jesus became all of that for us. And that's why historians will tell you that um, what actually happened on that cross was that, in fact, the Bible also says it, that Jesus was changed. His visage changed. He was badly marred. His countenance, it was not to be looked upon. You would turn away quickly because of the way he was looking. He bore the highest level of shame for us. He was stripped naked on that cross. That man of God, like they would say in Israel, he was a great man of God, a great prophet. And he was put through that shame. His followers saw it. Those who talked against him saw it. Those who had always wanted to meet him. Those who had always desired him from afar saw it. What a shame it was. In all of this, he was doing it for us. We are the objects of his love. He was doing it for us. He had us in mind. He said, I'll go through it. Because of these ones that I can see. No wonder the Bible says, after the sufferings came the glory. Glory to God. And so we got to talking about Jesus on that cross. And because he had become sin, he had to go to hell. If he were going to do the, if he were going to really pay, he would have to go to hell. Because you see, every damned man, every, every sinner has a destination. That's hell. Now listen, not lake of fire. We're talking about hell. Hell is different from lake of fire. The Bible reveals that there is a difference. Lake of fire is the one that was revealed mostly in the book of Revelation. That's the final place for sinners. That one is worse. Like you heard it, lake of fire. 
so like you have a lake of water when you are thrown into a lake of water what happens you are covered with water everything is water in the lake of fire everything is fire now hell is not necessarily all fire it has sections you get that but lake of fire no is one is lake of fire the bible says the worms in that place don't die it's a terrible place it's not a place that anybody should want to go you know for some ignoramus they'll say um you know ah <laughs> it would be very interesting though because there will be songs there but heaven will be boring because of the boring people that will be there you know so when you go to hell you will just be jumping and dancing because you meet the likes of so they mention them those musicians that will be there and they'll sing for you uh the celebrities that you didn't get to meet on earth and you meet them finally in hell so you say wow you're here all right do some performance for us <laughs> you must be kidding <laughs> who's deceiving you like this you're being deceived <laughs> there will be no such thing there if you ever did if that fellow that celebrity ever had to perform there we'll be doing it by force and in torments no such thing that wish enjoyment you will you even have the <laughs> you won't even think of anybody there now you'll just be thinking of how can i come out of here and you know the painful thing is that you can't come out once you get into it you can come out there's a flip side to it once we get into heaven we don't come out glory to god <laughs> And like heaven is a waiting place, hell is a waiting place. So from hell, they move to lake of fire after judgment. You see that? And the Bible also shows that from heaven, we are coming back here on earth. Some of you think earth is bad, so we wave it bye-bye. No, 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 no. There will be a new earth, beautiful earth. So you are still coming back here together to reign with Christ. This time around, when we come, we come to reign. I think I'm telling you a lot about that already. But remember, we're talking about some powerful truths about Jesus. So why Jesus was on that cross and the sins of the whole world were laid on him, you have to pay, pay, pay the full penalty. You have to pay the full penalty. And so from there, he was taken to hell. And the Bible talks about that. Maybe I should show that to you. Now you must have heard that and they never showed you. It's right in the book. Book of acts but in matthew here maybe before we go to acts let's let's go to matthew the let's start from the 20 not 20 from the 50th verse okay now i'm talking about jesus on that cross and when he died okay jesus when he had cried again with a loud voice he did up the ghost next verse and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and i already explained that in the first service and the earth did quake and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose but they didn't arose they didn't stand up immediately and came out of the graves after his resurrection so it was after his resurrection that they came out of the grave after his resurrection was when they came back to life but the graves were already open when Jesus died on the cross waiting for them to come out and went into the holy city and appeared unto many so we said between when Jesus was on the cross and at his resurrection something definitely happened that freed these saints now where were these saints these saints of God were in paradise in those days paradise used to be in hell hello paradise used to be in hell divided by a gulf a separation can i show that to you turn to book of luke okay book of luke the 16th chapter let's begin from the 19th verse now this is not a parable it was a real story that happened and so jesus you know is lord so he knew this so he was telling them about this but in this story a lot of truths in there 
that's why when you're studying the bible you must learn to look in between the lines because you may miss some important points while you're just rushing okay there are some goodies on the way that you need to enjoy while you're going to where you're going do you understand so in this story there are some good stuff there it says there was a rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day mm -hmm. and there was a sudden beggar named lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores the guy was really poor my goodness i'll never be poor in my life <laughs> but that guy was a good guy okay he, he served god but he just that he was poor <laughs> so some people think that we have to be poor if we are christians not me and you i will never never be poor in my life all right and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into abraham's bosom that's very sweet mm. abraham's bosom meaning that abraham was the landlord you understand it was bosom can also means close to someone so it was around abraham that side where abraham was okay and abraham was rich abraham too was was a righteous man but that place it was abraham that was the landlord don't you understand that means you can be loaded and still work with god <laughs> all right the rich man also died and was buried and in hell and in hell the rich man in hell he lift up his eyes being in torment and see at abraham afar off now listen if you don't continue you think he's saying in hell he lifted up his eyes as though he's seen into heaven no it's not heaven you couldn't have seen from hell that is down below couldn't have seen heaven heaven is far up there spiritually right not like when you take your this thing and you start going you think you will reach heaven no <laughs> you'll be deceiving yourself those, those things are spiritual locations okay so it's not like he was looking and he saw in a you see it you see it and lazarus in his bosom so the man saw abraham afar off and lazarus in his bosom he saw them afar off and he cried and said father abraham aha uh -huh. that means they were that close do you understand they were that close and that means in hell you could talk for some people thinking, well, we get it we don't get to know you know you talk you recognize abraham that means in hell you could recognize you understand for those who have deceived themselves that when we get it, we won't just know it will just be like a dream what dream it will be so real like you're seeing yourself now all right and he cried and said father abraham have mercy on me and send lazarus wicked man <laughs> so I want him to send lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Why did he say, Father Abraham, please come deep your... No, now you can't pass his... You know Abraham was rich. But he was still looking at Lazarus as that old guy. That poor guy. Ah, I will never be poor in my life. If you don't like it, <laughs> don't care. Glory to God. He said, Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Hmm. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in that lifetime receivers died good things and likewise lazarus evil things but now is comforted and thou art tormented and beside all this between us and you there is a gulf fixed did you see what divided them a gulf a great gulf so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot neither can they pass to us that would come from thence so we can cross you can cross now the reason why Abraham had to go there and that place had to be created was because Jesus had not died yet. Jesus had not paid for men. Every human being on earth was a slave, was under the dominion of Satan. Satan was the god of this world when Adam sold out to him. Okay? So, Satan ruled this world and he had legal right to lay claims on everybody. But then, because there were some guys on earth that walked with god they were called righteous men so god permitted satan to have those ones but these ones were not permitted on the suffering side they were on this other side that is called abraham bosom this other side hell paradise this was not a suffering side but you know it's like um maybe they put some people in prison there are levels of prison there are some people that do they are in prison but they still they still have good bed today because of their level you know all those kind of things they still watch tv it's just that they are not allowed to go out they don't have their freedom so that kind of thing 
So these ones on this side in Abraham's bosom were not permitted to be tormented. So they could see what's going on on that other side. You get it? Paradise was still there in hell, but right now it's no longer there. Because the Bible reveals that Jesus took paradise, not the structure, but the people that make it paradise. He took them out. And that's the reason why the graves were open. So that I could free those people and take them to heaven. And he did, after his resurrection. Glory to God. That's what we saw in the book of Matthew. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, hmm. next verse. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. <laughs> For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. <laughs> Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Look like some people say now that, Lord, please, is there a way you can use one prophet to come and show us, tell us the vision they saw? Uh-uh. If you don't believe the word of God, you never believe any prophets. Moses and the prophet that you saw there refers to the word of God, the whole testament book. He wasn't talking about Moses as in Moses the person. No. Okay. Glory to God. Alright. Um, I just wanted to show that to you. So, Jesus was taken to hell. Now, not the paradise part. He was taken to the suffering part. Remember, he was taken as a prisoner. He was taken as somebody who was taken a place of sin. Do you understand? He was taken as a substitute. So he had to be taken by demons. Everyone that died, a sinner, was taken by demons to hell. So Jesus also was taken by demons. Remember when we read the first service for those that were there? That darkness covered the place three hours. What a moment it was. He had been separated from God. Dead spiritually. And now he had to be taken. So he journeyed to hell. A prisoner. And I wanted to show you some of those scriptures to purchase what I'm saying. Add chapter number 2 now. Reading from the 24th verse. Talking about Jesus. Whom God had raised up. Having used the pains of death. Because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Talking about Jesus. For David speaker concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Oh, glory to God. Boy, 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 boy. I'm stead remembering something, just thinking of something about this whole thing. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. The word corruption there means decay. Is the word decay, disintegration. You understand? So is the, the prophecy about Jesus. Alright, next verse. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Remember this person that is talking is Peter. When that, um, that on the day of Pentecost, so Peter stood up and started preaching. So he started talking to them about Jesus and that was how they were able to give their heart to Christ. Okay, so now he's preaching to them and he's opening the scriptures to them, to those who were there at that time. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto these days. David was the one that gave that prophecy. So he's telling something. Just go ahead. Let's go ahead. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an host to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ. So he's talking about Christ. To sit on his throne. He's seen this before. Speak of the resurrection of Christ. That his soul was not left in hell. Neither his flesh did see corruption. Do you understand? So he's talking about Jesus. Jesus' soul was not left in hell. That means he must have been in hell. But his soul was not left there. He was not left there. So he went to hell. Let's look at more scriptures. Ephesians chapter number 4. And I want to read from the 7th verse. But unto every one of us is given grace. Oh boy, I have grace. Woo! I'm graced. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Hmm. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. And gave gifts unto men. When he ascended, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. He's talking about he brought out those who were in captivity. He's talking about those folks on the other side of hell. He freed them. That's what he's talking about. Let's read on. Anyway. 
Wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower part of the earth. Where is the lower part of the earth? That's hell. Next verse. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Oh, hallelujah. So, Jesus went to help, freed those people, and that was why the graves were open ahead of time, so that when it was time to take them out after his resurrection, they were raised. The Bible says they started appearing to many in the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem. They just showed up. All that time Jesus was still in the garden. You remember Jesus had been raised now. By the way, Jesus went to hell and defeated Satan in hell. That's important. I can't just leave him in hell like that and jump. I have to tell you, he did something in hell. He was supposed to go there as a prisoner and he went as a prisoner. He was taken there captive. As a prisoner, now you're going to pay for the sins of the whole world. And they held him down and brought him in here. No Holy Ghost. No God. That left him on the cross. That was when he cried, My God, why hast thou forsaken me? On that cross, they had forsaken him. The Holy Ghost had forsaken him. God had forsaken him. So he was left by himself now. He came into hell as a man. That's why they were able to hold him. And evidently, they tried to make him bow. Colossians chapter number 2. I want to show that also to you. And reading from the 14th verse. But I want to read to you from um, another translation. First, I will read the 15th verse. I want to read from Bible in basic English. It says, having made himself free from the rule of authorities and powers. He made himself free. How can you say somebody is making himself free? That means they held him. He made himself free. Evidently, they took him. Okay. Wayman's translation says, and the hostile princes and rulers he shook off from himself. You see how he did it? He shook them off. Leave me alone. Glory to God. And you know the, the King James says, having spoiled them. He spoiled them. Amplify says public spectacle. Open shame, that is. Having spoiled them, he disgraced them in hell. Oh boy. You know what happened? When Jesus stepped into hell, in his faithfulness, he had laid down his life. For mankind, because of his love for us, he laid down his life. To the point, that's why the Bible says, he was obedient even unto death. He obeyed God even unto death. He was that humble. He let himself go to hell for us. To pay for us. Why did he do it? Because he doesn't want anybody to go there. So he had to go there to rescue men from going there. If he didn't go there, necessity is laid on everyone to go there. That means you must go there. If Jesus hadn't gone there, no human being will escape it. I just told you now, even Abraham was there. Because Satan had that legal right. So Jesus had to go there so that we don't have to go there. Do you understand? So if you go there today, is your choice. Do you understand? You are not bound to be there. So Jesus went there to pay that price. Evidently, when he got there, the devil tried to make him bow. Because the devil had tried to make him bow once. During the temptation, 40 days and 40 nights, remember? The devil came and said, Fall down before me and I will give you this whole thing. This whole world. The kingdoms and all. Jesus said, no. Never. You wouldn't bow. So Satan is saying, alright, now you have to bow. You have to be forced to bow. But not Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus wouldn't bow now. So he shook them off. Those demons that were asked to make him bow, he shook them off of himself. You can imagine that day was full of demons. Devils, small, big, of every height and level, and you know they stink. With all their stinkiness, they came there. They all said, we have to be there. We want to see. So something is about to happen. Did you know what has just happened? They started passing information amongst themselves. <laughs> Do you know what has just happened? <laughs> that guy. That guy is in hell. That one that cast us out and tormented us on earth. He's in hell. He's been taken captive. Are you serious? Yeah. So we got, let's go and take a look. 
They all went to hell to take a look. And they were all there. It was a great combat. All demons were there. Evil spirits. They were all there. When Jesus, so they can't say we didn't see it. They saw it. They wanted to see Jesus defeat them. They wanted to see Satan defeat him. Because you know evidently Satan brags a lot. Because I said, alright, I told you to bow once. You didn't bow. Now bow. And Jesus wouldn't do it. He said, make him bow. And they took a hold of Jesus to try to make him bow. But the Bible says he shook them out from himself. Woo! And made a public disgrace. You know what happened? The father intervened. Seeing the son and his sacrifice. At that moment, the father intervened. Oh, say hallelujah. You know, God will never leave you. When he gives you an instruction, and it looks like you're now in the middle of it, where do I go from here? Relax, he's with you. You may think, ah, hope this is not a disgrace, this is not a shame. No, he will not, he will show up. Just at the point that he needed to, he will show up. Always on time. And so the father showed up. Oh, and the Bible says, Jesus, he got the keys of hell and of death. That was where he got it from. That was where he got it. He got those and rendered Satan useless. The Bible says he disarmed. And that translation says he disarmed principalities and power. What does it mean to disarm? To take your armor from you. That which they are armed with, their power were taken. Did you know that Satan has no more power? It has been taken. What does he have? Deception. That's what he has now. Deception. He tries to make you afraid. He knows once he can make you afraid, he's got you. That's what he has. Deception. Fear. His presence shows fear. When he shows up, he tries to make you afraid. But if you know who you are, you will not be afraid. He shows up, you smile and say, Get out, monkey! <laughs> Glory to God! Because he has been defeated. I love another translation. He says he paralyzed him. You understand? So Satan is a paralyzed fool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. I would never be afraid in my life. You know, when you know these truths, this one will give you the boldness. You wonder why some Christians are bolder than the others? What was that? Why, why is this guy just working? Why, why, why? It's because of what they are taught. What they have been taught. They know who they are. And you cannot fly as a Christian without knowing who you are. You cannot dominate without knowing who you are. It's good to know who Jesus is. It's beautiful. Beautiful. We've been studying about him now. But it's also important that you know who you are in Christ. Hmm. And these are the things that will give you the boldness. That's devil is, def is defeated. He is. And so Jesus was raised back to life here. So you see, we got another important point. Jesus ascended. And I'll talk about that. Book of Acts. He ascended. Not just did he ascend, he ascended to the right hand of God. And I'll tell you about the right hand now. Book of Acts, chapter number 1. Let's see what happened that day. Verse 9. Now, this was after Jesus was raised back to life. He had appeared to his disciples, teaching them here and there. And then the day came, he said, it's time to go. So, and when he had spoken these things, why they beheld, he was taken up. He was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. He was taken up. Now, monument. Now, if you, if you read this, it looks like he was taken, like somebody took him like this. But if you study this properly, the Greek, and you study this properly, nobody actually took him. He went by himself. He went by himself. You know what it means? For somebody to be raised by himself. While they were watching, Jesus was going. They just noticed that while he was talking to them, it's like he's growing taller. Not really. His leg is leaving the floor. And he's going up. You know what it means? He levitated. By himself. He moved. And he was going. 
and they were looking at him he was going ah, hey they never seen something like this before am i dreaming ah, ah. the disciples were looking while he was talking they were not concentrating on those anymore they were concentrating he was going right before their eyes he suddenly dawned on them this man we call our master is god himself you know thomas needed a sign to call him god you remember they are told them they are told thomas they said jesus is reason he said no i won't believe it until i see him they said no he's reason because he wasn't there when jesus appeared to them the first time and so they told him they said jesus is reason he appeared to us there no 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 i won't believe it that must be his ghost and so he said don't be something you know thomas doubts a lot go read about him even his utterances you know that the guy doubted a lot that's why he's doubting thomas he was he was reputed for doubting so you see he said no i won't believe it i won't believe it and then all of a sudden jesus showed up right there he was there he saw it you know what thomas saw thomas was a guy of the senses why jesus was crucified on that cross thomas saw it he was watching all the time he stood he was looking they nailed his hands thomas was looking he had not died his legs he was looking he was looking but something happened when jesus gave up the ghosts thomas was there he thought maybe he's not dead yet but something that convinced him was when he saw one of the roman soldiers that guy took a spare to confirm whether jesus had died he took a spare because it was too early usually when they put somebody on the cross like that he's not supposed to die at least the next three days but this one died in hours no it's not supposed to be what happened that's because he gave up his own ghost they didn't kill him so why thomas saw that he saw the spare oh, what was that guy going to do with that and that roman soldier took that spare and pierced it into the side of jesus and that thing went right into jesus's heart when he pulled it out blood and water mixed came out so when thomas saw that ah oh, this guy is really dead he was thinking he will, he will come back he may come back he may come but when he saw that ah, oh, he's not coming back this one is very dead because that meant that meant that his heart had broken for blood and water to have come out together it meant and thomas understood that that this guy's heart is broken he's not coming back oh but jesus didn't live he doesn't live by heart glory to god the bible says as he is so are we have you ever heard it when they say somebody dies so what kills him they say cardiac arrest his heart stopped ah no he was not properly taught it was heart attack heart attack that would be another day's talk say i'm not of this world and so when thomas saw that he looked at it and said it's finished so now you're telling thomas that that jesus appeared he said no there's something i saw that some of you the rest of you did not notice i saw that guy when he pierced that thing so what did thomas say thomas say until i touch his side because he remembered that side when that spell was thrust through he said until i touch that side and i see the holes in his palms he says i will not believe and jesus showed up and when jesus showed up jesus said thomas come he showed him his palms ha ah, he looked at it and saw that those holes Ah, he started trembling. This one is no longer human. No, he started trembling. And Jesus pulled back the cloak and said, Come, touch. And with his trembling hand, oh boy, he touched that side. Oh, very rough. Hey, he had no choice. He said, My Lord and my God. <laughs> Say, Hallelujah. Someone had to call him God because this could only be god oh hallelujah glory 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 oh they're showing you right there <laughs> ah and this jesus the bible says was raised back to life where he had been buried he was raised back now the bible says by the glory of god the father the holy ghost raised him back 
to life. And ah, his eyes were open in the grave. And then he came out of that grave. And he was in that garden. That's what I was telling you the other time. He was in that garden. All the time he was in the garden. He was waiting for those saints who were appearing. Wanted them to appear as proofs. So that this thing cannot be forgotten. And after this evidence, he took them alongside to heaven. Not at his ascension. Before his ascension, he first took them in the spirit. He took them there. Then he went to offer his own blood. Because now, he had to take his blood to the holy of holies. The holiest of all. He presented his own blood. And when he presented it for our sacrifice, boy, it was accepted. Jesus became the new high priest. That is why that veil was torn. You remember in the temple? From the top to the bottom. The Bible says it was torn. The presence of God was made available to everybody. The high priests were sacked. Glory to God. Your jobs are no longer needed. There is a new high priest. Glory, glory, glory. Ah, but he didn't hand there. He didn't hand there. The Bible talks about that certain day that it was given the instruction in the book of Acts. And it was raised from the floor. He started levitating. Now he's going to heaven. Can we go back there? Acts chapter number 1. With 9 verse. And when he had spoken these things, why they beheld, he was taken up, and they cannot receive him out of their sight. Next verse. And why they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, he went up. Ah, you don't understand. He went up. He went up. And they were looking. And while they were looking, he went and went and went and went and went. Take him away. Ha! And you could imagine what would it had never happened before. Don't you understand? They were looking at him. The other guy, Elijah, was taken by chariot. This one did not need a chariot. He went by himself. A chariot of fire had to yank that one off. But this one, uh uh, he went by himself. This must be God. Only God could do things like this. And he went straight into heaven. Oh, so where is he? At the right hand of God. Now, the right hand of God, that's powerful. Now, the right hand of God does not mean the right hand side. Do you now want to begin to see some things? Will you be able to handle this? Hello. It's not the book of Hebrews. Because I want to begin to show you some deep stuff now. Hebrews chapter number 1. Somebody say, why is it Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? Is this Jesus God? What are you talking about? Is this Jesus God? Please, maybe you should pause first. Go to Philippians. Let me show you something. What are you talking about? Philippians, chapter number 2. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies. Yes, next verse. Fulfill you my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Yes. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. <laughs> one day I'll talk to you about this. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Next verse. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of the other. Next verse. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let's see that mind that made him. When it's not as if somebody is out of his senses. What mind is this that made you lay down your life for someone else? These guys are not going to pay you. What kind of mind is this? Listen, it's the same mind that is in us today. That's why you could be sleeping in your room. I could be praying for you while you're sleeping. And you don't even care. That's why we could call you up and you insult us over on the phone. And we still go after you. That's why you could insult us when we come knocking at your door to invite you for church service. The same mind. Hmm. When you're supposed to be teachers, others are teaching you. What a shame. Alright. Next verse. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, the reason why he did what he did was not because he was thinking that um, to be equal with God, that kind of fake humility is robbery no that's not that's not the reason but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of, of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself 
and became obedient unto death. Have you ever seen anybody like that that is that obedient unto death? Even the death of the cross. The reason he has to put that is so that you can know is a shameful death. Cross is a symbol of shame. Next verse, next verse. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him. God was moved. What could he have done that would move God like this? Think about it. That means he, God saw his heart. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above, which is above every name. Listen, this is not a small thing that God did for him. Do you know that the name that God gave to Jesus is above every, every name means every name. That means it was the very name of God that he bestowed on Jesus. There is only one name that the Holy Spirit responds to. God the Father responds to. Angels respond to. Demons bow at. And that's that name of Jesus. No other name comes close to it. It's a reward from God. Do you understand? Look at it. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every, every name. That at the name of Jesus, just at the sounding of that name, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. Three words. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So who is Lord today? Jesus Christ. There is no other Lord anywhere. There is only one Lord, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, is to the glory of God the Father. This is to the glory. Can I show you some shocker? Can we? Oh God, no. I'm about to hand off. But, but let me just show you some shocker. Can you leave this place? I wanted to show you something from Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number one. May the Lord open your eyes to see these ones. God who has sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, and in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed possessor of all things. The word ede, clerinomus, Greek, it means possessor of all things. Heir of all things. Jesus is the heir, he's a possessor of everything. By whom also he made the works. You don't understand? It's like I'm buying the property in my son's name. So by him, I purchased that property. God made the whole world in the name of Jesus. Plus that, God declared him the possessor of all things. Now, if God had not declared him the possessor of all things, already by the right that it was his name that was on the document, he won all things. Do you get what is going on? Now I want you to see his place. Why would God do this? It pleased the Father. You will see that shortly. We'll get there. Next verse. Who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his presence, talking about Jesus. Jesus is the express image of his presence. Brothers and sisters, if you get to heaven and you think you will see one called God, no angel ever saw him. So how would you now see him? According to the Bible, no angel ever saw God. They never saw him. They never knew what he looked like. No angel ever did. When they looked at him, they saw lights. That's what the Bible says. Light that cannot be approached unto. So when they look at the throne of God and they're looking for God, they can see him. They saw light and they saw different glories. Now the reason I'm using pastors, I will tell you in a short while. They saw different glories. And every time they just had to bow holy. They lift up their head again and they see another one. Ah, holy, holy. They kept being holy, holy. Because they kept seeing different glories. That was the God they knew. <laughs> Nobody ever saw him. But the Bible says now, Jesus is the express image. In other words, right now, Jesus. <laughs> Are you sure you people can handle this one? Alright, let, let's read this. I'm rushing. I want to touch a lot of things, but I'm rushing now. Open the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. 
That's very powerful, you know. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty. Now, on right hand means on the right hand of somebody. Means in the place of power. Do you understand? Somebody who acts for the other person. Okay? It doesn't mean right hand side. So, when you get to heaven, you see God, and then you see Jesus sitting at the right hand side, and then you see the Holy Spirit flying about. Nonsense. That's not correct. God, Jesus is the right hand man. It means like a king has a right hand man. The one that speaks for him. The one that acts for him. Do you understand? That's what it means. Alright, next verse. Hmm. Being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, but unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. You remember I said this in the first service? Okay, that was when Jesus was born again. That was when Jesus was born again. That was when God gave birth to him. God said, Today I have given birth to you. Why did he need to be born again? Remember, when you are a sinner, you need to be born again for you to connect with God. So Jesus, had, he, had, he was made sin. And the Bible says when he was raised back, he was raised back a new man. He was born again. Because he had become sin. So the Holy Spirit came back into him. And the connection was restored. Do you understand now? Uh, so that's why it was important for him to be born again at that point. Okay. And I will be to him a father. And he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten <laughs> into the world, the time has changed. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. No longer only now. Is the first begotten. Why? Because it's the first one. We are the old glory. <laughs> so right now we don't say Jesus is the holy begotten anymore. Ah, oh, he's the first begotten. He says, My brethren, he calls us his brethren. Ah! Glory to God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, next verse, next verse, next verse. Hmm. And of the angels, he said, who make his angels his spirits and his ministers of flame of fire. Go to Colossians. You, you, you sure you're ready to see this one? Book of Colossians, chapter number two. Let's read from verse four. In whom I hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Talking about Jesus. He says, In Jesus I hid all treasures of wisdom. Chapter one. Let's start from the ninth verse. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing the knowledge of God. Straight now. Strengthened with all might according to the glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the Father which had made us me to be partakers of the inheritance in the saints in light. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Jesus has a kingdom. Keep that in your heart. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature is the image of the invisible God. So if you wanted to look at God, you are looking for God, you will see one, Jesus. As we speak now, in heaven, there is one that is seated on the throne. His name is Jesus. You say, where is God? Ah, let's read on. Next verse. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell it pleased God that in Jesus you know what it means all fullness the completeness of deity completeness of God it pleased God that in Jesus everything should dwell that means when you get to heaven and you're looking for where is God where is Jesus now as we speak? You will find only one person on the throne. That one is Jesus. Where is the Father? The Father dwells inside that one. So God operates through him. That's why he's called God. Next chapter now, chapter 2. Ah! Oh God. You, you, you think about Jesus. What do you think about him? Why do you think we are using his name? How come his name is working? 
You know some people that are so ignorant. Have you ever encountered some Muslims? They'll tell you no. He's just one of the prophets. And that's why. That's why. That's what they get from it. He's just one of the prophets. But for us that recognize his position. That's why we use the name of Jesus. And every knee bows. We cast out devils in the name of Jesus. And they don't wait to question us. They, they flee. The miracles that have been producing your life. In your academics. How did they come? In the name of Jesus. Why? At the name of Jesus. Every knee bows. That's how we came about it. Glory to God. Has it turned to Colossians? All right, now let's read verse 10. And ye are complete in him, which is the head, head of all principality and power, in whom also read it, read it, everybody. Next verse. Hmm. Glory to God. Next verse. Hmm. Hmm. That's you, right? Look at verse 9. Read it, everybody. Want to go? Where? In Jesus. Dwell it. Do you know what it means to dwell? The fullness of the Godhead. In other words, Jesus is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Is the manifestation of God the Father. Is the manifestation of Jesus. One person. And the Bible says in what we read in chapter 1. He pleased the Father. Because this man. Had obeyed God. Even unto death. Wherefore God also. Has highly exalted him. And he's the one at the right hand of God. Acting for God right now. And did you know that it's the same Jesus that we judge the world? What does the Bible say? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. He doesn't say, I am a way. Some, you know, some people say, there are different ways. Uh, different ways to God. No! I am the way. The definite. One way. Now I want you to turn to Acts chapter number 4. Verse 12. I wanted to see this. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other name. Listen, stop deceiving yourself. We are serving the same God. All of us will meet in heaven. No! If that's the case, we didn't need to be preaching to them. Don't you understand? We'll just go gently and don't preach to anybody. Uh, which one do you want to do? Do you want to go to that side or this side? That's what you just say. You just say to people, um, which one do you want to do? Uh, is it you want to be a Muslim, um, Habalist, or which one, or Christianity? And the guy says, um, I think Christianity is, sounds good. Say, okay, come. That's what we'll be doing. But what does he ask us to do? Preach. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Because he says, I am the way. Definite. No other way. Nobody gets to the Father but by me. It doesn't matter if they are praying 10 times a day. It doesn't matter how long they are praying. No, sir. Nobody gets to the Father. In other words, you are not going to be admitted there except by Jesus. That's why we are passionate. That's why we are preaching like this. That's the reason. Otherwise, we don't have to put the burden on ourselves. And the Bible says this Jesus will judge the world. One day I will tell you about judgments. He will just he will be the one that will be seated. The same Jesus that they spoke against. The Bible says he will come back again. Before he comes back, first of all, the, the Christians will be taken out of here. Because there's a period that is coming to be terrible for the world. And before that comes, the Bible says there will be rapture. The rapture of the church. It will take all Christians out of here. Now that may sound stupid, but remember, spiritual things are always they always look stupid. Always sound stupid. You will all be taken out. The Bible says in the twinkling of an eye. Within the twinkling will be changed. Allah so. And they will be hey, uh, transported from here. To meet the Lord in the air. And we will go to heaven with him. And spend at least seven years. And then we will come back. After seven years. We will be coming. 
to land on earth and the bible says everything will go on as usual while we are gone they will all say different things they will give excuse those that are deceiving you will stay they will still be deceiving them not you they they will tell them you know uh, on the news strange things are happening listen to nta news or whatever news and they start telling you disappearance of many many are missing to be splashed <laughs> they will talk of several things commotion accidents because a lot of things will happen at the same time do you understand there will be plenty why some people are going to be really really crying some are going to be regretting others are going to be laughing hey thank god i was not taking what kind of strange thing that took them like this he doesn't know you should be crying he's just saying thank god others will be crying others will lose their lives many will be taken by rapture many will go to hell that same day why because there will be death of so many think of the pilot that is a christian in the air that's controlling that that plane Pooh, he's gone in that plane we have to crash and everyone in it we have to die and go to hell that day think of the one that is in charge of the ship think of the one that is driving that is the driver of the car of the bus whoever think of all those things people will be killed on that same day where we are gone and so they will know it will be mixed so many are dead many are missing many are dead many are missing a lot of accidents will be out of here and those that will be left oh what a terrible period after a while of that announcement hey hey what kind of strange thing is this it will be like one of the news and then things will continue as usual the only thing is human beings <laughs> the bible talks about the antichrist he's a human being he will now take over completely and now nobody has a choice you have to dance to their tune and at this time we are in heaven in fact the bible says there will be a party oh 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 oh, oh. party in heaven the bible talks about it they will you see if you're here and you're a christian you don't like party i mean holy ghost party uh, you better get used to it because there will be a party first the bible says <laughs> we'll be gathered we'll be called into that party with jesus what a day and then all this trouble is going on on earth if this seven year period will be divided into tribulation and great tribulation tribulation will be the first three and a half years great tribulation last three and a half years that means worse things like this word i've never seen before things that have never been heard before will be happening life like this in the sight of people on earth many people will be wicked their heart is sold already to the devil do wicked things and then all of a sudden either as that seven year period is ending is about to hand or after it somewhere we begin to come with jesus the bible says we show up in the cloud and then we begin to descend with him gradually now this would get the attention of the whole world apostle victor peters will be right there with jesus and then we'll be looking down why, why do you think i'm doing all this preaching you see because i love jesus so much and i'm in a hurry working to do what he has called me to do that's the reason and i know the time is short i understand that we are the last hour workers do you understand we are the one that has been set for this last hour so i know that there is no wasting of time we have to work hard and work fast too that's the reason for all this the bible talks about the rewards we will be rewarded glorious moments lord we give you praise just lift your right hand and thank him it's such a privilege knowing jesus is such oh he's the best thing that could ever happen to you appreciate him now this message was produced by supernatural kingdom church to get more of our messages 
call 0806-0087-643 or 0816-0114-389. Thank you and God bless you.